This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show, brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. I think you want to know A dirty little secret About a secret little show Oh, you have your eyes closed, you push lightly and like all these colors burst. You know, when I was a kid, I remember, you know, being a kid was super boring when I was a kid because we didn't have iPhones and shit. Uh, But I would lay, there was this... Are we on? I don't know, are we? Great. So So I would lay on the ground in the living room because we had this like... 70s shag rug, really nice rug Ours in there. Ours was dark brown. Ours was kind of a pale green. Mm. It was really, it was you know, very she-she. And there was a shaft of sunlight that would come in, and I would lay there, and I would look into the sunlight, and I would push on my, and with my eyes closed, and you know, because you could like see the shadow of your hands through your eyelids and stuff, and then I started pushing on my, on my eyes, and I would just sit, be there for a long time pushing on my eyes, and like all the colors would burst and it's just I was didn't really have anything else to do I guess it was that or play with my Barbie doll and my mom came in one time when I was doing it and she freaked out like you can't push on your eyes like that you can't be looking into the sun like that you can't and then now I've been afraid to do it so I only do it once in a while like when mm. I really feel like I need to I like pushing on my eyes I don't push on my eyes I mean, I've done it, but I, I can't say I've never done it, but I don't do it. You ever notice when you look up at the sky, you could see all kinds of shit floating on, on the surface of your eye? Yeah. Like, oh, um, I absolutely have floaters. Yeah. They say, well, I have a scar in one of my eyes, so I can always see that. Even when I'm reading, it, it flicks across the page a little bit. That sucks. But um, I like the little, <laughs> I like the little, like, I don't know, dead cells. What are they that are floating across your eye? That's so cool. You like, like it? Like little circles. Yeah. It's so well, annoying. I only see them when I'm looking up at the sky. I don't really see those when I'm looking at a page. I don't oh, see oh them yeah, right now. tiny little things. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah I like them. I have them. to focus on it. I, can't, I, can't I know. You got, well, you got to look at a light. <laughs> you know, or you look up at the sky. That can't be good for you. Looking at the sky? What's wrong with that? No, I'm not staring at a light eyes. and then looking away and finding the little dot there. And oh, there. and that uh-huh. too, the after images on your retina. I love that. Like when you're looking at a in TV the and then you close your <laughs> eyes and you can still see, you see like the reverse. The reverse image on I was your just eye. trying to say, sometimes when I go to bed, I'm so wide awake, it feels like there's a light on inside my head. Yeah. Oh, there definitely is. Like, I, I close my eyes, but the light is still, it's inside. It's, I, can't get, <laughs> I can't get away from it. You just, your imagination's I'm going just wild. I'm just ruined. I know. 
sleeping is such a it's this it's job. Like this, it is. As yeah. soon as as soon as I retire from three AM wake ups, I'm sure I'll sleep again. Sarah Mini Secret Show for Tuesday, January twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Sarah, Vinny, Aho and Brinny. We're all here. Yesterday on the show, a very serious subject came up. Mm-hmm. Um and Vinny, you wanted to add to this. This woman had has she's thirty five. She's experienced uh three consecutive miscarriages mm-hmm. and she asked uh Vinny and Bryn, who have some experience with this, to share their thoughts. And Bryn actually got extremely emotional. It was actually a, a really heavy conversation. But I felt like it was, it would be helpful if I was experiencing that. Well, it was so, a real moment. Yeah. You know, I mean, that wasn't contrived and we'd have experiences. But I wanted to mention because I don't know that I did. And if I did, then tell me and okay. I'll just stop where I'm at. But as I mentioned that, my my wife had two miscarriages the second time we tried to get pregnant. And they were both minor by comparison to the story Bryn told yesterday. They were within a month or two of getting pregnant. Very it early. Was not, right. It's I can't speak for her. I didn't feel attached or I mean I you know, you get that there's some excitement. Absolutely. Oh right. But it wasn't that yet. Anyway. When we agreed to have the second kid, I had said, I'll try because she really wanted it and I really didn't want it. And it wasn't that I don't love my kids or love the kid now that we have her. It's just that we're older and it's a lot. And I even said many times in our conversations, I just don't want to work that hard. I just don't. Like, I I really don't. I want to go surfing and I want to have sex and I want to go travel and there's things I want to do and a baby... Changes all those goals. Right. And you were out of diapers mm-hmm. and out of the woods with right. that stuff. You were, I mean, looking right. at resetting that clock to zero, that is no joke and no small step to take. So I tell you that background because when we finally, when we decided to finally try, and I, there were thoughts in my head like, look, I don't want you to to resent me because I didn't do this or or to be like to our oldest daughter. Well, I wanted you to have a sister, but your dad wouldn't do it. Like, fuck! Right. I'm just trying to eat a burrito. You just said that at the dinner table? (laughs) What the... You know what I mean? Like, I could see it. Like, just landing on my head. And you're in that relationship. Right. So when it's really important to one person, sometimes you've got to... You got to make that deal. Right. So I said, okay, we will try for six months. If we don't get pregnant in six months that's all the the end so we did it uh i want to say the second month was the first pregnancy and then a month passed after that went away like we were you know time passes so there's a month where we didn't get pregnant then we were pregnant then a month passed and it went away and then a another month we got pregnant and then a month passed so we were at the end of the 6 months after the second miscarriage and she was bummed and I was like I I just I have the guiltiest conscience so I was like all right we'll try one more time one more and she was like okay and then we got pregnant like boom and it stuck and we have this kid well, and it's, it's great and Edie it's all was the good. one you were supposed to have right but that's kind of, I just wanted to make clear, like there's, there's out of that 
tragedy came success. So I just, I don't know that I said that or shared that yesterday. And I just want you to know, like, I, I realize it's, especially for the person carrying the baby, it's traumatic and it's emotional and it's a lot, but you may very well get the baby right when you last think there's no chance. Boom. So I hope that if you're going to keep trying that you realize it can happen and probably will. Yeah. There was a response to yesterday's secret show about that too. Yes. From oh, the lady or? Oh no, it's from another listener. Oh, read okay. it to me. Um, it's in the drive, sort of the chat. Right, I put it, it there on. for you. Uh, it's under. Did he just response? say read it yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I don't see it. You can go to the chat and just hit that. Oh, the chat. I, I see. I'm sorry. I wasn't looking in the right place. Uh, thank you, Bryn. Hey, Bryn and everyone else. I've considered my friends for many years. Listening to, to today's Secret Show 123, and I'm in tears, and my heart is breaking for the stories you shared. I'm sure you don't want people to feel sorry for you, and it is a very private thing to experience. Not many people talk about this, and not many people know how to express loss of a pregnancy we had our first child in 2014 and got pregnant real quick we were like sarah and john playing the pullout game never any accidents so when we got pregnant on the first go it was a surprise we've never been the type of people to rush into anything so we waited three years before deciding to try again for another well it wasn't as easy as the first time for months there was nothing and then there was an early miscarriage which was even harder because we told our parents and sibling Mm -hmm. we continued they figured oh we're pregnant that's it Mm -hmm. uh continued to try but nothing So during COVID, at the beginning of 2021, we decided to stop thinking about it. Fuck it. We have one awesome little girl. That's fine. We sold and donated all the baby stuff we'd been hanging on to, everything. (laughs) We bought a new truck and travel trailer, and we were focusing on traveling and camping, just the three of us and the dogs. But a month after we made those purchases, I missed my period. I didn't say anything to my husband at first, not until we were off-roading a little in the Jeep, and I started to get nauseous. I had to fess up. It was a rough pregnancy compared to the first. She was a breeze, but we were elated. We only told family and close friends. I never announced anything on social media. We started getting the spare room ready, had a baby shower because we literally had nothing. They got rid of everything. Right. As the holidays approached, I started getting ready to go on leave. Thanksgiving Day, we went to the hospital because I no longer felt our baby boy kicking me. That is when the nightmare began. Oh, no. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, this gets really bad. Boy, I wish I'd pre-read this. Uh, His poor little heart had stopped. Uh, 37 weeks. I had to give birth to him and hold him for the first and last time. Oh, now that is where... That is hard to recover from. And I can't speak for everybody, but like I said, Mm. with the, the experiences we had for the man, for me, not having been physically involved beyond humping, I didn't feel it at the month or two month mark, hardly at all. I've, you know who I felt for Christina. That's who I felt for a lot less for me. I wasn't, I hadn't gotten that attached. In fact, 
I remember after the first kid came and there's all these people that talk about, oh, you've never been in love like... And I was all, I don't feel that right now. You get attached and the attachment takes over your entire life and has for both those kids, no question. But you feel like you think you're going to feel some magic I expected a rush, like some kind of head rush. I expected that too. Like head to toe, love flowing, coursing through me. And I didn't feel that at all. I was like, all right, we're okay. Okay, good. All right. And it took time. It takes time. And I remember (laughs) they were like, okay, take your shirt off. We're going to have you hold the baby skin to skin and you'll bond. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is when it'll happen. And I mean, it was cool, but it takes a minute. It does. Not for everyone. I think some people do experience that. You know, well, I would think moms might sure. because they just had that in come out. I of didn't. Their body. I actually thought there was something really wrong with me. That I, I was like, you know, super happy that the pregnancy was over and that the baby was finally there, and I'd been looking forward to it and stuff. But I really, I expected, and I did love the kid, obviously, but I felt like, oh, where's that like magic thing? You know? No, I didn't feel it either. But anyway, I'm very sorry to hear that, lady. So, did that? Is there a, a positive a side at the end of there this? There is. Or? There's a little more. I okay. never, I never imagined ever that this could happen to us. I thought I was in the clear. We had our baby after waiting so many years. Our daughter would be a big sister at last. The pain was immeasurable. I was angry. I fortunately am married to my best friend and my person. I don't think I could have come out of that darkness had it not been for my husband, and he's expressed the same about me. We grieved the remainder of 2021. We still are. We're still healing. We made it our mission in 2022 to live our lives to the fullest with our little family of three and the dogs. We took Isla, our daughter, named after Vinny's Isla. All right. And my mother-in-law to Cancun, where we swam with dolphins. We took plenty of camp trips up and down California. And thanks to Alice at 97.3 Contest, we went to Disneyland this past Christmas season. All right. Yay. Yes, it felt like we were missing someone, but we know we have to be alive and present for our daughter. Not many people know what we went through. Not many people know that little wooden box on our mantle is our baby boy, Jacob, because telling that story is sad. And we try hard not to make people feel sad. But sometimes it is okay to be sad. So thank you, Bryn. Thank you for sharing your story. I can't imagine what it was like for the two of you since you experienced that at home alone. But I can feel for the loss and emptiness you both felt. I cried tears of joy when you announced the pregnancy of your second daughter. And I'm so happy for you, Anita and Cameron. And that little nugget, he was holding her up this morning at, uh, Bryn's kind of on paternity leave, mm-hmm. but at six o'clock in the morning, that baby, or was he even before the show started? It was, it was like at five in the morning yeah, yeah, before she, the show started. Yeah, she woke up and was, you know. Poo time. Yeah. And <laughs> so he's holding her little fat face up to the camera and she's just, she's just yeah. a perfect little baby girl. Mm-hmm. You getting any smiles yet? What is she, four weeks old? Yeah, she's barely a month, so no smiles yet. Soon, though. I mean, she has... All the yeah, good she, stuff She coming. might have a smile. I can't tell if it's a smile. It's, it's weird expressions, for sure. Uh, I appreciate your ability to share your private experiences, and I appreciate all of you, Sarah, Vinny, Jason, V-Hale, and the ever-missed Coco for getting me <laughs> no through problem. the dark times over the past couple of years. Please keep doing what you're doing. Love you all. Oh, that's rough. I know. That's a... That... Heavy. Is a heavy story. And but that's the thing. Like I'm glad we're talking about this. People go through this, and they go through it largely alone, feeling like nobody else will understand, or people poo-poo it. You know, the baby wasn't born. The you know whatever. And it's I think it's 
for every person who doesn't write in who's experienced this, I hope that in some way it's helpful. Well, I definitely think for them, it sounds... I have a friend that works with, I don't know what they call it. I forget the term. At-risk pregnancy or high-risk. High-risk pregnancy is what it is. And so there's often signs and they are, you know, on high alert for something like a heart condition before you get to that point where it's caused the baby to pass. So I'm, it sounds like it came out of nowhere for them and that's got to be even like you well at 37 weeks you're fully expecting yeah i mean a baby born at 26 weeks or maybe it's 23 weeks is like the legal they're like this is you know you have a baby and they do everything to to keep it alive but at 37 weeks it's pretty much done it's done almost on cooking well what's a pregnancy 40 40 weeks yeah Mm -hmm. okay so yeah that's oh wow i know that's not even that's hardly even early 37 weeks like she could have had the baby the right. baby would have been completely viable and not needed any help probably like take it home yeah go. premature is considered before 37 weeks oh 37 is the cutoff mm-hmm. so it still needed more time but it so a little well, help but mm-hmm. they'll what what's the cutoff there's a cutoff where they're like they will go to all the measures to keep the baby alive it's like it's uh, like 23 24 23 uh-huh 23 28 weeks is uh is like the crucial maybe mm-hmm. period this yeah. could happen you know Gretchy uh, her second baby they call him the million dollar baby because it costs a million dollars to have mm-hmm. a premature baby you know mm-hmm. you gotta hope you have some good my littlest insurance. brother was premature and we would go to the window they had an outdoor patio that you could stand on and look in and there you was my like little brother years old when I was, he was yeah, born yep was so I kind of surprise no, well, he was just, he was supposed to be a girl, so that was a surprise. But uh, no, he wasn't a surprise. No, they went back for one more girl. Let's get a girl. Hmm. And that's why when we had it's crazy because they had you and Keith, and I would have been like, I think we're I think we got our hands. I full. would have thought so too. Especially the way my dad was always so perturbed. Are you sure you wanted kids? Always so pissed off about everything. Like, <laughs> I wanted Sandy to be happy. We do the same thing kids do all around the world. We're not doing ah, anything you particular. Guys, I turn up the volume a little bit. Maybe the but, and Keith situation. You, know, you made us. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we expected a girl, but so. Anyway, I just I wanted to mention that real quick, and it's turned out to be most of the show. Do we have something that you wanted to read? Um, I do have one, and actually, this one is less of a bad advice and more of kind of a like. I hope we'll I will learn something from this. I only skimmed through it quickly, but it's uh, about um, penises. So oh. you guys, will all right, your favorite, Sarah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. God, I love them. Just right. cock all over me. Let's just, <laughs> oh, yeah, Alex, can you close that door behind you? Over there. Oh, I yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah. Who's here? <laughs> just Janie? Yeah. All right. You know what? We talk about penises and stuff. Sarah gets a little bit. Yeah, I get some. Out of uh, hand. I get, she can't right. Oh, my herself. God. Cock. Put cock all over I'm me. I'm drooling all over the place. It's a good thing we closed that door. Yeah. Cock, cock, cock all over me. Oh, God. Get me with the cock. Cock come on my forehead. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> Anita's probably like, what the fuck is he doing over there? <laughs> I'm sure the kids are like, what's he doing yeah. over there? Well, like, bring out more excited than Sarah. On yeah. Like, yeah. A little bit. In school, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, Somebody right. loves cock. <laughs> I'm not sure who, <laughs> who it is. Uh, I was catching up on the Secret Show podcast on my way to work this afternoon. Uh, and the beginning of the January 10th episode, the Lorena Bobbitt thing. Mm. Remember I was doing that? Mm-hmm. It was like the anniversary mm-hmm. of the day that she had to go to jail for cutting off John Wayne Bobbitt's cock. Uh, that caught her ear, or his ear, her ear, I'm not sure yet. Except this is a trans person, so I'm... Uh, oh, oh, that's right. fun. Yeah, it, it is really, yeah. it's actually very interesting. So I'm going to assume this is a she. Mm-hmm. I, sorry. I'm no, gonna, it's a, it's it's a he. the opposite, yeah. Right, got it. Maybe was a she or uh, whatever. Right. Here it is. Uh, I wanted to reach out to provide some of my own experience with regard to the options for down under for trans men. Curiosity is never a bad thing in my eyes and being an open book and answering these questions and having these conversations creates less of a taboo around the topic. That's not the opinion of every trans guy out there, but I feel it's important to be an open book. Um, You know, it's funny because that was part of what we were talking about. Like you don't walk around just asking random People or people you know who are I don't know whatever their whatever gender you know you don't ask those kind of private questions about but we it feels like we're when you get close to someone who's trans or 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 whatever their situation is and you know them well enough like you start to feel like oh actually maybe you don't even know them that well it feels like well I'm curious and you should tell me well that's I think that trying to get to know someone and their life and their experience should be seen as a positive thing. Right. I do think, though, that the familiarity that you're showing and the desire to know all the stuff is very... Intrusive. Presumptive, intrusive, all of the things. Like, really, that's a lot Like, you to wouldn't just, ask me that. Right. Well, I would ask you that all, all the time. Actually, but, that's true. We're not actually a good example of And this. I ask people a lot of stuff. Mm. and that's, But I've learned through that process that there are people who are like... Fucking back off, dude. Right. Okay. None of your business. Yikes. All right. Sadly, penis tra- transplants are not a common option for us. They're being tested in some countries, but there's been limited success. The options we currently have are metoidioplasty or meta, which causes the clitoral growth brought on by testosterone therapy, which can be pretty significant to create a functional micropenis or phalloplasty where a larger penis is created using skin grafts and or donor tissue from another area, like arm, leg, abdomen. Uh, that's what I've heard of. The the larger clitoris thing, I've seen they, that. where they say a functional, what did she say? Uh, a f- he say. What did he say? A functional micropenis. Okay, but it's not functional because it won't pee. No, but it, it can be. It will show be, pleasure. Well, mm-hmm. and it can be inserted. Oh. It actually, like, a, you know, clits get Engorged, sure. And if you had a big enough one and you're full of testosterone, perhaps that would be. Um, anyway, so there's that. And I have seen pictures of fairly significant looking clitoral penis conversions. Mm-hmm. You like, have, yeah. Most of the time, when I have clicked on trans porn, and I have, it's uh, there's boobs, but a penis. Oh. Yeah. So I've never seen any of what you're talking about 
I've clicked just out of curiosity, and sometimes I've even gone, wow, that's kind of hot. You know, early on, when we first started working here, we got sent a book, because I think we were talking about some of this stuff. A porn book. It wasn't, it was naked pictures of trans yeah. people, mm-hmm. but it wasn't porn. It was, they were sort of artsy. Remember, there were like a I lot do, of, but it was also just nudity but b- there body were, parts. That's where I'm talking about having seen, like, oh. that is a considerable penis clit situation. Like it was kind of, it was kind of impressive. Like that's, imagine that you could grow that through testosterone or or whatever. Clitoral, clitoral growth brought on by testosterone therapy. I know that what I was looking at in one of these movies, which isn't probably the best place to get your information, but it seemed like one of the people had real boobs so i'm assuming it was from having taken hormone drugs or whatever right so they didn't look like implants they looked like real boobs but this person had a full-blown cock yeah like this person was sucking a cock and jerking a cock Mm. their own and i thought wow that is weirdly hot but also i don't know what to make of like how do you excuse me it just yeah. seems weird that you're midway through transition or maybe you just go, you know what? I don't want to lose the good feeling and the functionality of what I've got here. Right. I'll just call it good at this. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's a decision that everyone has to make, you know, or everyone who is deciding to fully transition or not fully transition, which is sort of why, you know, truly it's none of anybody else's business. Uh, so, this person goes on to say both of those methods, the growing your clit with uh, testosterone or the skin graft donor tissue stuff, um, they both have their pros and cons. Meta giving full sensation and a natural erection, but a smaller penis. And fallow giving a larger functional penis with an erectile device implanted. We've seen that too. Like it's like a little a pump. A little pump, yeah. Um, but decreased sensation. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, you're not coming from that, really. And I would think that that would be in the way of the thing that would make you come, the nerve bundle that would be. Right. It seems like it would be tough. Uh, they both require lengthening of the urethra to allow for peeing while standing. Oh. That's interesting. Hmm. Testicular implants inside a scrotum using the labia majora are also an option. Vaginectomy, removing slash closing the vagina is also optional. Uh, I'm personally going the phalloplasty route in the very near future. The tech behind connecting nerves and blood vessels is improving, so I'm hopeful sensation will be maximized. They also essentially embed the enlarged clitoris, or T-dick, as a lot of trans guys call it, in the base of the created phallus. So sensation will still be available and the aesthetic will be good. Hopefully this helps answer some questions. Like I said, I'm an open book, so feel free to hit me up anytime with questions. Appreciate you guys bringing visibility to the trans community and helping to make these topics and conversations less taboo and more mainstream. Slurps all around. Jay. Wow. Well, Thanks, thank Jay. you for telling us all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I'll, I, you know, please keep us up to date. I would love to hear how it goes and what you think and how the performance is. And I, I assume there's some pretty major downtime while you heal. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know how that. I'd be interested to hear from Jay though when they felt like they were 
yeah. I I know someone early journey who has uh I know how do I word this and keep it as anonymous po- as possible. I know a young person that is living as a girl. Mm. Very young though. And I've been How young? Uh school aged. Under 10? The the diff I don't think it's under I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to yep. say it, but so I'm, I don't mean to say it or, but uh, they, they um, were already living as a girl before the age of 10, even though they just felt that they were a girl. Yeah. Like all along the whole time. And so that's something that m- one of the things I'm most interested or was most interested, I've now since heard, but was how do you is that kept completely quiet can can you trust any friends with that information you think about school and how kids are and whether or not you can tell someone that you whatever mm. and that they wouldn't turn right around and tell 20 friends at a party you know what I mean? You like know, it's a hard thing to I think, think about. I think it really depends on on the kid in those situations because there are some kids who are like, "Fuck it, this is who I am," and are unapologetic. And there are other kids who are super scared of what their peers will think. And and I, you know, parental support plays a well, huge role. I also think though, parental support can be there. Full parental support can be there, and the parents can also be like, "You are not gonna." expose yourself to the kind of crap that could come your way at this age. So you're not, I don't know how that goes. It's really interesting to think about like when you think about your kid, anybody thinks about their kid. All you want is for them to be healthy and happy happy and not experience torture. Right. Like you just really, it's the kind of thing that makes a parent go down to the school and be like, who is the one? You know what I mean? Like, I get the sentiment. Absolutely. You can't do that, but I get why you would do that because you're furious that your little person is being tortured over the bad haircut, much less something as serious as not being the person you're supposed to be. Right. Which is a... It's a big deal. It's much worse than a bad haircut. Yeah. Yeah. You know, much um, bigger, I should say, than a bad haircut, not worse. There's actually so many resources for to help parents and to help kids. Therapy is a huge part of that. And uh, just to learn that, you know, first of all, it's a journey. It's not just an idea that you have right now. And it's going to it takes time and it takes money mm-hmm. and you need to educate yourself. Um, I also. My own thought on this is that because I know some pretty gung-ho parents. Mm-hmm. They find out that their kid identifies as the other sex or another sex, whatever. And they um, they went gung-ho. And I really did feel like at age 13, 14, while I'm not opposed to this person deciding that there's something, you know, it was like the kid comes out with it to them and they were like, well, let's get you on hormones. Let's get you. I, and I feel like make that journey. This is just me. I feel like it's too young. You're not fully grown. And it's a journey that I think you should be in charge of and not to have, you know, somebody saying, well, okay, that's who you are. And I'm going to, we'll pay for that. And we'll, we'll get this and we'll ha- make this happen. And, and I, I really feel like that's something that someone should talk through. There's, there's tons of 
there's a lot of therapists with a lot of experience with this thing. And I just think that that journey needs to be your own and and helped, guided. You're not I alone. Would think there you, are people who can help you. I would think, and I can't be sure, but I would think there are in place many people, even if you showed up with your child and you decided this is what we're going to get done because my child is identifies female and so we're going to get the surgery i think any doctor worth anything would say whoa 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 let's hope right this isn't a drive-through right we don't just do that i would guess there's months and months of counseling before you get anywhere near the doctor's office right well you know they it starts with hormones it starts with that i mean i don't think anyone's jumping in for gender reassignment physically at uh you know at 13 but just to just to get somebody onto hormones and get that process going. I, and there are kids probably who are ready for it. And maybe that is the right time to do it. I'm just saying, you know, I, I really did feel like. Give it time. Let the kid let the kid grow up. Yeah. Be gentle and understanding and supportive. Doesn't mean you have to, like, run to the pharmacy. But again, that's just that is me. And if you're that mom, feel free to write us. I Look, I feel like we're all learning about this stuff. It's definitely way more front and center in the world than it ever has been. And yeah. and I think it's important that we talk about it's just like the other thing we were talking about today. Like we things need to get talked about. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be alone. There's so much help for people. The end. <laughs> all right. You called it. <laughs>